Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, and today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. We just wrapped up a series with three questions you can ask when things seem off. Go back and listen if you missed any of those episodes. And today, we're starting a new series called Finish Strong. Now, we're in October, and I don't know about you, especially for those of us who kind of like to bookmark our year with start and finish, January to December. This is the time of the year when we're a little bit weary and we're thinking of quitting But I want you to know, this is not a series on finishing all your goals strong. Those are great. But this is really more about running the race that God has set before us with endurance. And let me tell you where this series came from. This might be surprising to you, but growing up, I wasn't much of an athlete. In fact, I ran track because all my friends were on the team, and I'm not even kidding when I say I was so slow that on one particular long run, even my coaches packed up and went home by the time I finished that course. Guys, I'm not making this up. This, of course, was back in the day when coaches and teachers could do that. I don't know about you, but I was one of those kids that I would wait a lot of times after school for my parents to come pick me up because we lived way out in the country away from the school. So it would take them a while to come get me. And in hindsight, I kind of crack up. I'm like, huh, my teachers and like principals and stuff would be like, bye, see you later. We'll see you tomorrow. As I'm sitting outside the school waiting for parents. So that was a thing they used to do. So if you're listening and you're like, how could a coach just leave you? Yeah, that's that's a thing they used to do. So this is for real, right? So with that little glimpse of my running background. That's just one of the many stories I could tell you of my attempts at being an athlete growing up. But with you getting a glimpse into this, you can imagine my surprise when God called me to run a marathon. This has been like seven years ago now, but yeah, I said that right. Marathon. Okay. This is a girl who considered herself not a runner. And I remember when he first started to speak to my heart about running this marathon, I seriously stuck my fingers in my ears and pretended I could not hear him. I'm like, okay, surely you know who you're talking to, Lord. Those memories came flooding back of being these last one crossing the finish line, people packing up and going home. But here's the deal. He would not stop speaking to me about running this marathon. So eventually, I took a leap of faith. I registered for that marathon. And then I did the smartest thing I think I've ever done, and I joined a local running group because I knew there's no way I'll be able to do this unless I have somebody to kind of like coach me along the way. Well, let me just say this. Running a marathon sounds like a strange call, right? That God called me to run a marathon. But in hindsight, I see God was teaching me several spiritual lessons by getting my attention in doing something that was so much bigger than anything I could do in my own strength. And as I laced up my brand new tennis shoes, of course I had to get some, you know, 
you got to get all the gear, right? If you're going to do it, you get you buy everything new. That's what you do. I've lacing up those new shoes on the morning of our first long run with this new running team that I had joined. And I'm sitting there meditating on Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Little did I know that the chapter where that very famous verse comes from, that really that's the only verse we quote very often from this particular chapter, that chapter, the entire chapter, not just the one verse, was about to come to life. When I arrived to meet the group, we all had to share with the coach what we thought our race pace would be. Now, I had no idea my race pace. I was This was not my thing. I didn't run races. So I gave him what I thought I could run a mile in. Big mistake. And if you're a runner, you're like, oh no, that's a horrible idea because clearly running one mile is very different than my 26-mile race pace. And... I was assigned to my self-proclaimed race pace group and not even, not even a mile in, my friends, I was panting like a dog, searching for water on a hot Texas day. And my coach, he, he ran right up beside me and he said, and I'm over there huffing, okay, I'm not going to do that in your ear right now because no one wants to hear that. But just imagine me huffing and puffing, can't breathe, we're barely getting going. And he said, Rachel, you cannot run at this pace for 26 miles. I need you to move back to a different group so you can finish the race. Now, while this was humbling to go to the back of the bus, that's what it felt like, it made my training and race day so enjoyable. And since this experience, I've learned a lot about running. And here's something that you might have heard before. You hear this a lot in any form of exercise, whether it's running, like what my coach did with me, or if you've even gone to a group fitness class or had a personal trainer, you might have heard the three little letters RPE. And RPE stands for rate of perceived exertion. And it's what my coach used that day to get me in the right group so I could finish my race. All right. So this is, again, during exercise, this is a way to gauge your exertion by using the scale. So for example, a low number like one means I could do this activity for hours and I could carry on a conversation the whole time. While a 10 on this scale is equivalent to sprinting where I just cannot speak even if you you know, told me I had to that my life depended on, I just couldn't speak. Well, just to give you an, a clue here, that day that I told you about, my RPE, my rate of perceived exertion, was probably up around a six or a seven, which you cannot be at that and run for 26 miles, right? But when I dropped back to the correct group, it shifted to more like a three, all right? This empowered me to keep running the race set before me with endurance. Now, hopefully you're tracking by now, but we are all in a spiritual race. Like it or not, we're in it. And we see this in Hebrews 12.1. Here's what he says. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And the best way to run with endurance in order to finish strong, as we're talking about in this series, is to stay in tune with our spiritual RPE. And I've, I've brought this, I feel like the Lord showed me this from Philippians 4. In this scenario, RPE stands for rejoice, pray and practice, and embrace. 
Now, I don't need you to remember all those things right now. I am just giving you a spoiler into the series. And today, we're going to start with rejoice. And in the next few weeks to come, we'll, we'll jump into the pray and practice and embrace. Because when we see Paul remind us in Hebrews, hey, you got to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. I think you know by now following me here, if you've listened, if you're new here, by the way, welcome. So glad you're here. But if you've been around for a while, I'm very practical and I love to read scriptures and go, what does that look like? And I think we've dissected this verse some before, but I just feel like the Lord wants us for now. There's all kinds of ways we can do this, throwing off things that hinder us, right? There's not necessarily a one size fits all formula, but this RPE, the rejoice, the pray and practice and the embrace. This is something at the end of this series, I want you to be able to hold this up in your life when you know, hey, I need, I need to finish strong. I'm growing weary. I need to throw off some things that are hindering me. And I need to untangle from the sin that I'm you know, wrestling with right now. And I want to be able to run with endurance. You notice how this doesn't say run in full-on sprint mode. Because I'm just going to tell you right now, on a personal level and professionally, I'm counseling a lot of people that I'm, I'm witnessing this with as well. I'm seeing a lot of people trying to sprint marathons. And again, I'm not talking about a real marathon in real life. I'm talking about our just spiritual walk with the Lord, mentally, emotionally, we're trying to sprint this marathon of life. And it is not working. People are falling off left and right. Injuries are happening. Cramps, quitting on the race. That is not God's original design for us. It's also not his best for us. And so I'm here as your cheerleader, as your coach to say, you can do it. And I can so relate to this temptation to try to sprint a marathon. And I'm here to tell you it doesn't work. So here, let's get started with today's R. We're going to just look at the R of our RPE today. And that is rejoice. We don't talk about rejoicing enough. Even I feel like rejoicing is just a bit different than being saying thanks. It, it, it's similar in giving thanks. But here's what I want to read to you from Philippians 4. 4, it says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. I want you to notice it doesn't say rejoice when everything's going right and you have no troubles in your life. If we want to run our race with endurance and finish strong, it will require a heart posture that rejoices even when things are hard. So let's use some time today to process as we wrap up this episode. I want to give you the definition of rejoice. It's to feel or show great joy or delight. Psalm 118.24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So let's replace that rejoice with the definition I just gave you. This is the day the Lord has made. I will show great joy and delight and be glad in it. So here's my, my processing question. Are you a rejoicer? Feel free to flip the way that I just asked that and ask yourself that. Am I a rejoicer? 
Do I look for things to delight in throughout my day? Even on hard days, even when circumstances are not the best, are you able to rejoice in even one thing that day? I'm not saying your whole day needs to just be filled with positive vibes, okay? This is not positive psychology. Do not misunderstand me here. I'm saying, can we find one thing? Can we, can we even just wake up first thing in the morning and say this verse aloud? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. All right. I actually saw a funny video going around and there was a little hate on it, but I personally loved it because I could relate. Uh, It was a grandma who was singing this song. This is the day that the Lord has made. And she was singing it to her teen granddaughter. It was really cute. And anyhow, I can relate to this because my dad was always walking around singing that song. Yes, he'd sometimes wake us up with it, but also he was just walking around singing it. And I remember there were times where I was super annoyed by him. I'm like, really? How are you rejoicing right now? Don't you see the circumstances? You know, like totally teen vibes happening. But my father was instilling in me the ability to choose to rejoice even when circumstances don't line up with that. This is a weapon of warfare. I want you to know that when you choose to delight, when you choose to delight in the Lord, when you choose to delight in his law and meditate on it day and night, my friends, there's so much fruit that comes from that, but it will require you to be intentional. So I want to ask you, just as my coach ran up to me and said, Rachel, you got to pull back. You got to, he, he used that rate of perceived exertion. I'm asking you today, when we're looking at this R on our our spiritual version of our PE here. Are you a rejoicer? And I have a challenge for you. Practice rejoicing at least once a day this week. All right, just practice it. Now let me pray for you. Father, I thank you and I rejoice over, I take delight in, great joy in this podcast that I get to sit here and speak into a microphone in my office in Texas, and it gets to go out to the thousands upon thousands of people who will listen and who will rejoice in you. Thank you, Jesus, that this is such a get-to. And I pray over every single listener who is sitting under the sound of my voice, that that listener would just rejoice, even as I'm speaking here, that Words of rejoicing and delighting in and great joy bubbles up and out of them. That that just comes from a genuine, authentic place. Not a fake it till you make it place, but a deep, deep wellspring of joy. I just speak out that joy. Joy that doesn't even make sense, even in the hardest of the hard circumstances. I specifically speak to those people who are going through dark, dark season right now. And they were wondering, will I ever find joy again? And that this is you saying, yes, here it is. I'm depositing that joy into you right now in the name of Jesus. I speak life and hope and truth. We love you, Jesus. We ask this in your name. Amen. Okay, well, that was a word for somebody as I was praying there. I don't script prayers or anything here. And um, I just felt like the Lord just, yeah, somebody's, you're kind of like, I have not, my joy has been gone for a while. It's been hard for me to delight. 
And I that was a word for somebody. So take that and receive it, okay? Well, today's resource is my book, Image Restored, and here's why. Because I actually shared a bit more of my marathon story that I just shared with you now in chapter seven on thoughts in that book. So if you don't have a copy, you can go to imagerestoredbook.com, learn more and purchase a copy today. Well, we wanna hear from you. What do you love about this show? What is God saying to you? Leave a review. I uh, recently read a review and she said, I don't know if you read these, Rachel. And then she went on to just say the most beautiful, kind things. And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. I read every single one and I'm very grateful for them. So leave one if you have never done that before. Well, that concludes today's Talk Therapy episode. And I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.